Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into week two of the 2023 SEC football season, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, Larry, there are a few ways. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on your platform. Number two, definitely subscribe to the podcast on that platform and all platforms. And number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode with them. Number four, you can support our sponsors. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business or person, let put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's CousinBailey at gmail.com. So um, two sad events uh, occurred this past weekend, you know, if you're rolling in Thursday. Uh, the musical and entertainment world and millions of fans lost the great Jimmy Buffett. And while he wasn't appreciated by all in this podcast, uh, his music will live on forever, and uh, I loved him. I saw him in concert three times. Um, the last time, Mrs. Cousin Bailey, at the time it was fiance Cousin Bailey, joined, uh, surprised me with tickets in Jacksonville, and uh, that was an awesome, awesome weekend. Uh, have you guys ever seen him live? No, never saw him live. No. I'm I'm shocked that the producer hasn't seen him, really. Nope, sorry. All right. So, no, I sell, no, no, no. I celebrate his catalog, though. No, absolutely. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, I don't see, I didn't necessarily see eye to eye with him all the time, but he's got great music and blah, blah, blah. Um, anyways, uh, and also, uh, to quote Malt Liquor, who is back this week after his extended stay in Bidenville, Lake Tahoe, uh, to quote Malt Liquor, Jesus Christ, the Gators looked like shit. Um, I think we should probably get into that now because, um, or maybe you know what? Actually, let's go around the horn with our drinks first, and then let's come back to uh, let's come back to the Gators because I feel like that's going to be an extended conversation. Uh, they are they have no line this week as they are hosting McNeese, and so we won't be able to talk to them, you know, as in the pick. So why don't I start with you know what? Let me do two things at once. Doctor Riffick is leading the standings, uh, but he has waived his right to be the host uh, in lieu of the second place guy. So Doctor Riffick. As your reward, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a Dragoon IPA. Outstanding, outstanding Dragoon, Dragoon. Uh, Gus, you are you'll be our de facto host this week. So, what do you got there, buddy? Yeah, it's pretty normal that I'm hosting. Um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, so by the way, I went three and five. Doctor Riffick went sorry five and three. Malton oh, Cuz went job. two and six. Um, I am drinking uh Catch by Coppertail Brewing. Had this for the first time, I believe, with malt liquor uh, when we were having a lunch together at Coppertail. Not that we drank during our lunch time, but had a beer. And this is actually brewed with lime. I was a little apprehensive at first. I like lime in my Mexican beers. 
but if I don't have them, I don't care. But actually, the lime makes this one work really well. So it's a it's a logger. It's called a logger with lime. So uh, really good catch. What's it called? Catch. catch? Okay, great. All right, uh, and as a as Gus mentioned, malt liquor and I are tied two and six. So malt liquor. Um, I'm sure this is the last time we'll have the same record. What are you what are you, what are you drinking there, buddy? I went to uh Ebor Sunday afternoon and uh went by my new favorite brewery in the area called Berry House. Uh they're sort of a German centric beer. So I've got their what they call family tradition, which is a Vienna style lager. Incidentally, I think it was like uh Black Biker Day in Ebor, oh, which was kind of funny and interesting but anyway uh it's a really good awesome. beer it's it's uh if you like german flavored beers everything they do german style is fucking awesome including this that's fantastic and as i am de- you know definitely in the in the, the cellar um i am drinking a margarita um just one here uh, i use the mix but it's probably like the best mix and i don't mean cost wise but taste wise it's called agua lima i don't know if you guys have heard of that one but if you have to do a mix, if you're not going to make a margarita, you know, from scratch, that's a, it's a great one. And, um, I don't know, like 1800 tequila, I think nothing special, but, um, is that, uh, how much sugar is in that mix? I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, it's, it's, it's gotta be less. It's not like, you know, um, the Jose Cuervo one or the, or the, you know, Margaritaville or any of that crap. I mean, it's, it's very limey, which I like. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll check it out in the when we take our first break, if you really want to know. But I mean, that obviously is a concern because you really that the sugar is what keeps me from drinking, you know, from being able to drink more than a couple margaritas. What's it it's called? Really, Agua Mix. Lima. Agua Lima. So you were sad Jimmy Buffett died, but then you just shit on his margarita mix. Hey, you know what, though? I mean, I heard he has a great um, or had. Sorry a great uh, cannabis collection. So, you know, that was nice for him. Apparently I wouldn't know, but um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I, I think that was something he just slapped his name on early on. Cause I've had that Margaritaville tequila. In fact, the producer and I had some Margaritaville tequila on our way to spring break or excuse me, in spring break in Key West back during college days. Oh, that was an interesting time that we can talk about in the green room, not on air. Um, but uh, so anyways, all sad about that. Oh, one bit of good news. I, I know you all know every every week I mentioned that uh, I have a condo for sale in Tuscaloosa, game day condo. Well, that has been sold and closed last week. So that's lovely. And we're all we're all happy. And sad, of course, you know, given the, the owner was my mother-in-law who passed away last year. So now we can go back to the dire news. Um, the Gators traveled out to Utah. A lot of us had had some hope that they would actually all of us had hope that they would have a good showing and process and, and, and just go ahead, go ahead and win. Uh, they, they fell flat. Uh, play calling was absurd. I wish I could just read off the text from that night from y'all. There was a lot of, uh, uh, well, appropriate doom and gloom. Uh, I don't want to mislabel it as 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 inappropriate or or, or inaccurate. Uh, we had penalties that kept us out. It kept us from scoring, or you know, kept us from maybe going for short short distances. Um, I think we had misfield. You know, spill special teams 
had these, this is just my opinion. I want y'all to talk in, talk in, in a second, but the, the things I, the things that irked me the most were, as we all know, lack of creativity on the, some play calling uh, the offensive line who I thought was going to be a strength, but I guess missing your center is a humongous deal apparently because it looked like shit, no run game special teams had, I'll tell you my biggest pet peeve. And then I'll let y'all talk this insanity of feeling the ball inside the 10 yard line. I don't look if, if the guy kicks a great punt and it bounces good, God bless him. then that's just the way it is. But feeling the ball on the eight, seven, eight, nine, or excuse me, the five, the six, the seven yard line, eight yard line is just insane to me. And, and I, and we, it, we did it too many times and anyways, that's just something I'm going to bitch about all year if we keep doing that shit. So what about y'all? So I have a list, some of which you touched on other things you didn't. Um, Obviously the penalties, a lot of penalties, which most of them were coaching issues, uh, you know, two number threes on the field. Then later on when Utah missed the field goal, they actually had what, like nine guys on the field because I think they still had the number two number threes and they were just calling fuckers off. Eight. Uh, They had eight, eight, eight guys on the field. Um, hey, it worked though, right? He missed the kick. So there was that that huge coaching issues there because it was all pre-snap shit, most of it. Um, it was awful. No run game. Where was the run game at? O-line was awful. They were basically burning the clock in the third quarter, which I didn't understand. They had a seven-minute drive down 21 points in the fourth quarter. I right. mean, where's the hurry-up offense at? Uh, D-line looked big but very slow why did they go for two once again a coaching thing i didn't understand why they went for two when they did i believe they went for two down what was it when they were down 21 right so they scored and then they went for two i believe that's when that happened but it was like it made no mathematical sense to me at the time um on the last drive they were letting the play clock go down to nine like what are we doing here like hurry up once again hurry up offense and I stopped counting, but at some point during the fourth quarter, they were one for 13 on third downs. Special teams, maybe have a special teams coach. So I read that another uh, recent hire, high profile hire of the last several years has taken this strategy of having this special teams bullshit staffer guy. I forget what stupid name we call him, but that was none other than Scott Frost at Nebraska. So he's he worked out great for them. Um, the, uh, the fact that we had two players on the field with the same number stop, we had them stopped. I mean, we, what, at that point we were down four completely just, just gave them the momentum back. They go down and score. Not only that is the explanation is that so and someone had to have another number, which was number twenty-one. So one of the guys that had three, um, was they they thought his number was twenty-one or something like that. Well, there was another twenty-one on the field, Desmond Watson. So even their explanation made no sense. Uh, Gus, the fact that we don't have a two-minute drill that reminds me of the FSU game, the end of the FSU game last yeah. year. It's like we have never even tried or considered having a no huddle offense. And it's how do you not know that? And then insult to injury is I turned on the TV Saturday and I watch a team 
collected of transfers with a coach who's never been really a high level coach, doesn't have this pedigree of being a coach, but you know what? The guy knows his limitations, has hired a great staff, has brought on good talent, galvanizes the team, and they look like a real team. I'm ta- of course, I'm talking about Colorado and, and Dion. Um, again, it's one week, but it's just like it, it, it sort of is a game that reinforces the suspicion that I have about Billy Napier is that he's in over his head. You hear him talk. It's like, I think I made a joke on my other thread that like Billy Napier's two minute drill is him spitting out a three word or uh, three sentences. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's just so disappointing trying to focus on the positives. Mertz looked decent, um, especially with no running game. Again, maybe to what extent was Utah backing up and giving up the underneath? Who knows? But he at least looked semi-competent back there. The defense tackled pretty well. No pass rush, but tackled pretty well. So, you know, I mean, we'll see. I'm trying to stay positive. But, um, and, you know, watch fucking FSU look like, you know, the FSU of old. It's just uh, depressing and I don't know. I mean, this week won't tell us anything, but we'll find out a lot uh, a week uh, a week from Saturday. Um, the, the the one thing I'll say about FSU looking really good is, I mean, Mike Norvell has looked like shit, you know, up until like the second half of last year, and now they're in the top five. They're going to be in the top ten. They're going to be in the top five by the you know when the next poll comes out. I, I'm sure we're close or knocking on that door. You know, and now I'm not. You know, I'm not. My point is FSU is, you know, gave him time. He's in his fifth year. Maybe now he had a, he had a market improvement from year one to year two. And I don't, that doesn't look like work. That's going to happen here. I mean, he was like sub 500 and then went up to like, you know, six and six or seven and five or something the next year. So he had a, he had a a great improvement. from year one to year two and not great, but showed improvement, I should say. So I think by the end of the year, Napier is going to have to have shown improvement in, you know, most of our deficiencies, especially from week one. And I think it's possible, um, you know, maybe they'll use this week to, I mean, there's, and like, I'm not, I'm not at all trying to give an excuse because I'm just as upset and disappointed as y'all and, and nervous, but I'm trying to see some positive starting on the road against the back-to-back pack 12 champs with a team, a new quarterback, a young coach. I mean, you know, young as in second year. It's, in, you know, week one, no chance to, like, iron out some of these details. It kind of made a case to me for starting out the year with a shitbox team, maybe switching. Okay, you know, I mean, your, but Colorado, Colorado goes on the road at TCU against the defending national finalists. Yeah, I, no, and I'm, I'm not. They don't jump offside every other fucking play. They don't yeah. catch the ball, and it doesn't. You just know you you coach your kids to stand on the ten yard line and don't catch the fucking ball if it's over yeah. their head. That's attention to detail. That I has no disagree. that has no bearing on who you're playing. You could be playing the Philadelphia Eagles, and that should have no bearing on doing that. Utah yeah. was playing their third string quarterback and subbing in a running guy, they were missing their best offensive weapon, which was the other tight end they had. I think yeah. they lost, They were missing their best interior defensive lineman. 
you know. Yeah, I, mean, I love that quarterback, by the way. That running quarterback. He was elusive. Yeah. Provided we're not slow. just terrible. Yeah. Slow. I mean, you yeah. talk about Norvell, but so Norvell had a lot like he came in during the COVID year, right? Yeah, like, this this is only his fourth year. Yeah. Oh, I he, thought this was his fifth. I'm sorry. He came in yeah. during COVID and much like Napier, he didn't have talent, right? Like Taggart didn't leave anything for him. But he yeah. was always competent in his play calling. Where yeah. I don't know if Napier is that. Um, so we just didn't have the players. And I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but they actually compared Napier to an FSU coach, which I was just talking about. Ah, Willie Taggart. Taggart. Billy, they they call him Billy Taggart. Yeah. Or Will, oh, Willie, no. Will, Willie Napier. Take your yeah. pick. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah. horrible. So we'll find we'll find out this week when we lose to fucking McNeese. McNeese. Yeah. Yeah, look, if we use McNeese, I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop trying to make excuses, obviously. McNeese State. Um, all right, well, I think we're all sufficiently depressed. But you know, I mean, like you said, it's one week. At, one at, week. at that this time last year, we were on cloud nine thinking we got a Heisman right. a Heisman potential quarterback. Um you know, so yeah, maybe a lot, a lot could happen. That's a great point. And that that yeah, obviously last year turned out horribly. I mean, not horribly, but below my my desires. Yeah, I thought it was one, pretty horrible. We were fucking yeah, six and six. six and six. Yeah, like week yeah, week week ones are always weird anyway, right? Like, I mean, there's always some type of blowout or upset or something. Something weird always happens in week one. I mean, for example, what, for example, uh, last the, night. Yeah. Uh, what last night? Two oh yeah. Ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, I don't think Clemson's that good. Um, no, nah, but well, Duke, Duke made a, Duke won nine games last year. Yeah, I mean, but getting their door, the doors blown off at yeah. Duke. I mean, that's not something you know. By you know, they're a top ten team. Um, LSU looks, you know, we can get into that. You know, yeah, and, and we. I will, mean, they but, look like they'd kill us. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But the, <laughs> the thing that comes to mind, and by no means am I saying that the Gators are this team, but one of the years Ohio state won the national championship. I didn't think they deserved to even get into the dance. They did because they lost their first game to a shitty Virginia tech team. And I believe right. it was, and I believe that was in Columbus that they lost to Virginia tech. It was like 14 to seven or something. Virginia tech beat them. So, I mean, week ones are weird. We're not going to win the national championship, but you know, hopefully yep. it'd be, it'd be nice year. to win seven or eight games. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, I don't know how it's going to happen, but, yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna turn the uh, the reins over to the well, the second person, the, the person in second place, Gus. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody knows who who leads us off. So here we go. I'm guessing it's a noon game. Uh, no, eleven. It's eleven o'clock game. Okay. Holy cow! That's how important this is. Uh, Vandy headed to Wake Forest. These two teams, sometimes growing up, I couldn't tell the two apart. Um, they just kind of looked. It was like Vandy, Wake Forest, and Purdue. They just kind of were all the same to me. Didn't know. Did not know. Anyhow, uh, Wake Forest, 10.5-point favorite. Vandy starting off hot, 2-0. and Went through Hawaii, barely got through them and their shitty-ass stadium, and then put a 34-point win against Alabama A&M. So what to think about that? I don't know. Wake Forest, not ranked, um, 
but they beat Elon last week. So who knows? I know Wake Forest historically, especially lately, has been the better team. Um, I think that had a lot to do with the quarterback, but he transferred to Notre Dame, uh, Sam uh, Hartman. Hartman. So I know that a lot of Gator fans wanted Sam Hartman to come down here, uh, but he chose uh, Fighting Irish instead. Wisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out up there for Notre Dame. Um, no, I think Vanderbilt is not – the Vanderbilt of old. I know I talked a lot of shit about them earlier in the year, but last year I was kind of riding their, their, uh, their coattails. They had a decent year. I, I think they're going to give Wake Forest a pretty good run for their money here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, give me Vandy. They're not going to win, but I think they'll cover, they'll cover the 10 and a half. It'll probably be a seven point game. Yeah. I mean, I don't love this number, but, Maybe it, this could, might be a theme this week, just sort of how the SEC underwhelmed in the interconference games last week. I think that's going to continue. Um, so I will take Wake uh, and lay the points, but I would stay as far away from this game as possible. Maybe take the, looked- maybe take the under, which is 57 and a half. Okay, so Ma Licker took Wake Forest? Yeah, I'm taking Wake. Got it. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Vandy just um, in in the sense that I think they're gonna beat the beat the line. I don't. I, I just they they've got two games under their belt and they've they played pretty well. Um, let's just give them one give them one shot, see what happens. Um, if they let me down this week, I'll uh, probably never pick them again, and you know rightfully so. How about the producer? Anchor down. Vandy's gonna. Start out anchor up. <laughs> anchor up, uh, anchor down. All right. Uh ball state back on the SEC swing. Uh goes to Athens taking on the Bulldogs, who are over a six touchdown favorite. It's 42 and a half. The over's 52 and a half. I wonder to what extent these lines have taken into account the new fucking rule. Where they run the clock all the time. Did any of you see Chip Kelly's comment? What did he say again? I remember. I, mean, so, I just saw him say something. So I don't know if it was at halftime or at the end of the game or whatever, but like the sideline chick was like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, yeah, <clears throat> you know, we, we kind of only had, four, it must have been halftime because he's like, yeah, we only got four drives this half. Um, but I but I hope the TV stations got plenty of ad revenue. Right. Um, anyway, it's stupid. It's like, why not? Everything that changes lately just makes things worse. Um, with respect to this game, uh, kind of worried about the high number. But um, I didn't watch the game. But from what I heard, Georgia sort of seemed a little lackluster um, about the at least the start of the game. So I think they're going to come out hard and, and cover this number. But uh, again, big time stay away from me. It's you, you just don't know. Ball State's got awful. But um, but yeah, that's that's the extent of my analysis. I'm taking the dogs. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to take the dogs as well. But, you know, you brought up an interesting point with the clock because it's I mean, I it's you you would think that some of the but the scores seem to be very, very similar. I mean, they don't seem to have much discrepancy from last year. I don't know. I haven't done a 
a deep dive into that, but I'm not seeing a lot of low scoring games against some of these really shitty teams. I mean, Ole Miss scored 70. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's still possible to do this, but um, I can't remember if it was in our group chat or something else, but somebody said, you know, like if we're doing NFL rules, why don't they uh, have a two minute warning? But, but then I realized they do stop the clock for every first down inside two minutes. Right. And they don't do that in the NFL. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. So I guess there's the discrepancy and why there's no two minute warning, but I, I don't love the whole nuts. I mean, I don't, I mean, eventually I'll get used to it. Uh, you know, the, you know, as, as one does with, with rule changes, but I kind of always liked that, but obviously with a team, when you're rooting for a team that's down 20, 20 something points at Utah and they, and every second counts, it was like a dagger. Every, of course, it didn't help, as we mentioned, that we had no hurry up. Now, that being said, Ball State got killed by Kentucky last week, and I don't think there's any any damn difference this week, so I'm going to take Georgia. Yep. they they Ball State got their uh, SEC warm-up against Kentucky and, and did not well. Um, and how can we forget their mascot name before 1927 as the – impersonator of malt liquor said they were called the Hoosieroons. What a name, the Hoosieroons. They should have stuck with that. Um, yeah, nothing else really to say about this game. Give me Georgia. Sweep it. Okay, so um, the one of the 330 games, I guess I'm doing Ole Miss, at, Ole Miss traveling to Tulane now. Um, is this in a neutral spot or are they just playing in New Orleans? What's going on here? I guess we don't know. Um, Ole Miss's offense was just flying so high last week. Uh, they won, they beat Mercer, Mercer, 73 to 7. Um, huge, huge, huge score. Um, this week they're playing Tulane, and Tulane is giving Ole Miss uh, seven and a half points. Uh, Tulane beat South Alabama 37 to 17 last week. So they're capable of scoring. And they're the 24th ranked team in the country. This is no Mercer. Uh, you know, and the, the number reflects that. I mean, you know, Ole Miss being, you know, scoring 70 something points is only a seven, you know, a little over a touchdown. Uh, the hook kind of bothers me. Uh, I'm kind of curious how, because Tulane has been pretty decent these past couple of years. Uh, look at that over under at 62 and a half. I mean, that is just astronomical. And um, I haven't, I don't, I don't know much about Ole Miss's defense. I know there are question marks on the team, but they didn't show up last week against Mercer. Um, I think this game's a little too close to, to, to call and um, you know, with this line. So I think I'm going to, I think Ole Miss is probably going to win, but I'm going to I'm going to say it's less than the the set. The hook is kind of getting me right there. Excuse me. Yeah, so I'm going to take Tulane. In other words, yes. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I don't like the hook. Um, although you know, in the past, Ole Miss it seems like the last couple of years they always tend to jump out to like a four five zero start, and then once they get into the West, they start to lose. Um, and you kind of know early if Ole Miss is just going to blow the doors off the team or if it's going to be a close game, I'm kind of interested in watching this game. Um, but uh, 
Tulane, apparently, I've never heard of this guy, but from what I read, their quarterback, Michael Pratt, is considered an NFL prospect. And supposedly they have a pretty good defense. Um, if it were under seven or at seven, I'd, I'd be more inclined to take Ole Miss, but I, I can see a backdoor cover happening here. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to take the green wave at home. And yes, this game is at home. It's in Yolman Stadium, which is apparently on campus at Tulane. Oh boy! Oh, thirty thousand is the uh, is the capacity. So you know, large stadium, probably like Utah. Oh, uh, it was so loud! Oh my god, it's so loud! I, I hate that shit. Same thing they talk about with fucking Oregon. Hey, it's so it's thirty thousand people in Alex, and it's so fucking loud. Yeah, fuck off. Just echoes off the mountains. Whatever. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to go the other way here. I think Ole Miss, or as my father-in-law would say, Ole Miss, uh, will win by 14, if not more. Um, I don't know. It's I still picture – I know Tulane had a good year last year. They're supposed to be decent this year. I just – but I still picture them as old Tulane. So, yeah, I think I think uh, Ole Miss will cover this pretty easy. The over – I'd probably take the over in this game too, by the way. No, oh, yeah. So, what is your – how would your father-in-law pronounce the um... – fried chicken chain that's named after the cartoon character. Oh, well, that's a whole different thing, right? It's not just him. It's even Wait, my which wife. One? I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> uh, even my wife, um, because they are in, in Puerto Rico. Um, it was kind of crazy. First, they were like, do you want to go to church? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about church? They're like church, you know, chicken. I'm like, oh, church is chicken. Oh, yeah, church. Okay. Uh, and then you're like, <laughs> hey, we're going to go get some chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> so, and I'm like, what the fuck is Popeyes? And you're like, you know, like, like Popeyes. Oh Fucking Popeyes for those who weren't catching on. Uh, so Popeyes is pronounced Popeyes. <laughs> that's, that, that's different than the Cuban impression. So our buddy, mom, mom who's Cuban, she calls it Popeyes. Oh, Popeye. <laughs> God, I love them both. So um, now I can't. That's what I say every time I drive by it. It's like Popeye's got to go to Popeye's. Oh, my God. I love that. You should ask Mrs. Gus next time you see her malt about that. Do you want any Popeye's? Yeah. Ask her. Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. My mom loves Popeye's. I'm going to have to say that. She'll have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Producer. My bad. No worries. Uh, in lane I trust this week, I'll be on the Gus side. I'll take Ole Miss. All right. So the other 330 game, do we know which one is the premiere? Because CBS does not cover them anymore, the SEC. Oh, they're they're done. They're done? They're done. Yep. Oh, I thought that was I thought they had one more year. I'm up. No, I'm no, the uh, this week it was who from the Big Ten was on there? I thought that was just because of the weird scheduling. Wow, that's crazy. No, I think I think they're fully on board now. And for some reason, I remember in the college football playoff that that CBS was like advertising um, Big Ten. Yeah. According according to Google, C, CBS this is CBS's last year. Oh, it is. So I, I remember the last few years. The first week or two is a little bit weird, where it's not like normal. Uh, but they're going to have 13 conference games on CBS in 2023 before moving to ABC in 2024. 
Gotcha. Yeah, but this week they're oh they must be doing the um primetime game then. Bama. They must be because no, all the games are on ESPN this week as well. Yeah, I I thought I read that that they're done. Um, but they're I'm not saying it. I don't know who's right or wrong, but there ain't no games on AC SC, or CBS this week. Yeah, yeah, could be true. Well, why don't we go to next week? Why don't y'all keep talking? All right, I'll break so, up. So, uh, Texas A&M rolling into Miami. Miami's the underdog by four points. Yeah, over under is forty nine and a half. Miami beat the other Miami last week by thirty five, but who gives a shit with that? Okay, we have proof. We have proof. Georgia, South breaking Carolina. Breaking in, breaking news. Georgia, South Carolina is on CBS next week. It must be the beginning of SEC matchups is when they're starting their contract this year. All right. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so South know, Carolina, sorry, South Carolina, Georgia, Trump's Florida, Tennessee. Uh, we're, yeah, well, we're the 7 p.m. game on ESPN. I mean, I know that means we're the second game because CBS has first dibs and they pick Georgia and South Carolina. That just shows how far we've fallen. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I mean, it's because it's Georgia, though. And this is right. historically a decent, not historically, but lately been decent. No, no, actually, you're right. This is just a big fuck you to us because Tennessee is the number nine team in the country. So, yeah. Sorry, okay. Gus. Sorry, Gus. No, no worries. No worries. So Miami playing at home against A&M. Miami's four point dogs. They beat Miami of Ohio last week, uh, thirty eight to thirty five. With a real Miami, all <laughs> didn't didn't uh, didn't even know that game happened. Um, <laughs> Texas A and M blew the doors off of New Mexico by forty two points last week. Uh, I believe we went in depth on how terrible New Mexico is. Yeah, four points here. I don't know. I think did we get confirmation on who's calling the plays? I did not research that either. Was it was it true? It's Jimbo Petrino. Was not? It's, it's Petrino. Petrino. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they scored fifty two yeah. points. They scored fifty two points. So yeah, I mean, Petrino calling the plays. I think it's going to be a long day down in uh, in Miami. No longer at uh, the Orange Bowl, but at whatever Dolphin Stadium is called nowadays in Davie. Must be awesome driving that hour just to get to the game. But that's right, Hard Rock, Hard Rock Stadium. It had a bunch of different names. It was Land Shark Stadium for a while. So yeah, um, I would. I'm going to take Texas A&M, and I would take the over. I think Texas A&M is going to put up probably 40 some points, and Miami will score 10 or so. So they'll hit the over as well. Give me, give me the Aggies. I can't believe I. I mean, one of the pitfalls of partying with Joe Biden in Lake Tahoe is you. Don't hear some of the back and forth, and you're making a pick on your cell phone after a few cocktails, and you don't realize that New Mexico is one of the worst teams in the history of college football. Um, so I probably would have taken AM, but you know what? Those are the breaks. With respect to this game, last year AM won 17 to 9 in a, I remember watching this game. It was just a horribly played game. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I can name one player on Miami. Can any, any of you name one player on Miami? Mario Cristobal. 
Yeah, I need. I know their coach. <laughs> I did. In the, I did. I was doing research on this game because I thought this was in-depth research because I thought I had this game earlier today. Uh huh. And uh, I still don't remember the name of the quarterback. okay. Right. Oh, the quarterback Tyler uh, Decker right. or something. No, or? Tyler Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, he, there's, he... There's, there's 40 new players on their rosters. So yeah. Even if you knew last year's. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm going back to my theme. I, I don't, I still don't trust A&M. I certainly don't trust Miami, but if you don't trust either team, go with the home team and take the points. I think this is going to be within a touchdown. So I'll take the extra four and, and start out like that, but I don't love this game either. This, uh, this game, this this Aggies team has got a lot of uh, similarities to some in the past. Like they've got like multiple wide receivers, you know, that look really, really good when, you know, like, like when matched up against, you know, poor teams, as we said, New Mexico, I, you know, like I, I malt liquor, you were in Tahoe. I have no excuse. I, uh, I didn't realize New Mexico was as bad as they are. So uh, you were loving life with the Bidens, you know, maybe getting advice from big Joe. Uh, I had no excuse. Um, last year, the Aggies did beat Miami and then went on a six-game losing streak. But as we mentioned, Bobby Petrino, that Italian guy, he's got things head. He's got things heading in the right direction. Um, I, I like it. I, I think with the you know the the young the youth or the, at least the um, inexperience at Miami, um, I think A and M they've got a solid front front you know front defensive line. Uh, and their wide receivers. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say, you know, like barring some, you know, terrible mistakes and some good Aggie QB play. I think with that, I'm gonna take the Aggies on the road. I'll be with them all. I'll take Miami. <clears throat> Miami. Next game brought to you by Berry House, but this time it's their big plucking Pilsner, which oh, is also very beer. good. Um. Kent State, the Golden Flash, are a 38-point underdog going into Arkansas who um, put the beat down on whoever the fuck they played last week. Um, more importantly is Kent State is god-awful. They're uh, currently, according to Sporting News, 132nd out of 133 teams. They lost last week to UCF by 50 points. Um, I was looking back at Arkansas – Last year, they really only had one, what you would call a cupcake. That was against Missouri State, and they only won by 11 points. Um, But I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. I'm just going to focus on Kent State sucking. Um, And, uh, you know, they seem to be – Arkansas seems to be healthy. KJ lit up the scoreboard last week. So I think they're going to keep it going and uh, and cover this number. Again, I would never bet this, but I have to pick, so I'll, I'll pick Arkansas. So, yeah, I think what you were talking about there, Malt, was their offense last year against a, a shitty team. Well, that was because Kendall Bryer, Bryles was their offensive coordinator. That guy hasn't been shit since his dad got fucked up. Like, he went to FSU. He wasn't good there. He was at FAU, but Lane Kiffin was actually calling the plays. He was uh, he was at Arkansas, and we saw how bad their offense was last year. They were not good, even with KJ Jefferson as their quarterback, who's a man amongst boys. So I think that's a huge problem solver for Arkansas. So I'll go ahead and I'll take the Hogs. 
Call the hogs. Totally agree. Um, given as this is a warm up game, um, KJ is going to light it up. We'll see. We'll see how their uh, season goes in a couple of, in a couple of weeks. But I'm going to take uh, Arkansas as well. How about uh, the producer? Uh, let's go ahead and sweep this. Go hogs. So we're uh, skipping right past Austin Pay uh, at Tennessee. The 12th ranked balls. They uh, travel to Gainesville next week, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that unless. Unless that seems to be a no land game. <laughs> Anyways, um, the next game is uh, Texas, number 11, Texas, and uh, traveling to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where uh, the Tide are a seven point favorite at home and a uh, 50 and a half point uh, over under. Um, I watched the highlights of both these teams. Uh, Alabama looked great, of course. They beat up on, uh, they played whoever ball state, I guess last week, or who was it? Middle Tennessee state, no, middle Tennessee state. Okay. And they beat up on them pretty good last week. Um, Texas beat rice. Uh, it was like 37 to 10 or something. It wasn't a high scoring game, but, but they, they, they have that uh, quarterback whose name is escaping me right now. Um, it's kind of a gunslinger. He's throwing a lot of sidearm balls. Looked like a lot of fun. Um, I think this game is actually going to be, this is this is an interesting test for Alabama because a lot of the a lot of the very you know like the predominant players um, on Alabama you know they've got experience but the quarterback necessarily doesn't you know last last week was his first uh, complete game or at least you know like starting and complete game and he did well Mil Mil Milrow but um, Texas's quarterback's got some experience. Uh, last year's game, I'm pretty sure, was pretty tight. I am. Uh, I'm going to say that I think Alabama is going to cover, but I mean, I'm talking like eight, nine points. I think personally, I think it's going to be under ten, but just enough to cover this line. So I'm going to take the take the tide at home. So uh, I, I said earlier that I'm I'm going to go against the SEC typically in these interconference games, but not in this case. It's my lock of the week. I love the Tide. I think uh, this is the type of team Saban wants. Um, Texas did keep it close. Arguably probably should have won that game last year, but that was not a very strong Bama team that, you know, in retrospect, they were too pass reliant and they did not have the stud receivers that they've had in the past. I think this is more of like what they're looking for, more kind of like the Jalen Hurts freshman year team. They're going to be strong, and I, I think, uh, you know, I look back at Quinn Ewers, he's like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. He, I guess he's gritty and, and stuff like that, but I look back at the game last week. He wasn't too great against Rice, um, but I, I love the tie. This is my lock of the week. In fact, we may see Arch enter the game if it gets way out of hand, although I don't know if they want to keep his red shirt active or whatever. They probably have to, like, basically do whatever the Manning dynasty tells them to do. Sort of like uh, how Eli was like, oh, you can't draft me, Chargers. I'm going to the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go the other way here. Um, I don't have any faith in Ewers, but I don't have any faith in this Alabama team either. I think they probably lost a little bit too much on both sides of the ball. I know Saban always reloads, at least on defense, but offense, I'm, I'm 
I'm still not sure. I think in, in this day and age, you can't just rely on the run. And if there's one thing that Texas does well, it's plays defense. They're really, really good defensive team. So I think they'll outclass them just on defense. Sarkeesian's a pretty good coach, pretty smart guy. Uh, Malt, I was going to say the same thing. Like, yours may not make it out in the third quarter, but I think even if Texas is winning, but it's not by a lot, and he's been playing like shit and cost him more points, that they'll they'll pull him out and put uh, I can't remember, no Cooper's his dad. I don't Arch, know. Oh, Arch, it's Arch. That's right, Arch Manning. I think he'll come in the game, and and Texas will win either way. It doesn't matter the quarterback. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take Texas wow. out right. And it doesn't matter the quarterback. Up. No, no, and the reason is is I think Texas's defense is probably better than Bama's. And I don't know what Bama's identity is. Well, I know what their identity is. I just don't know how that can hold up in today's game, especially against a really strong defense that Texas has. And I'm saying it doesn't matter the quarterback is because either they're going to play well with Ewers or he's going to get yanked and Manning's going to come in and he'll play better than Ewers. I'm not saying he's going to play great, but he'll be better than, than Quinn Ewers. How about the producer? Roll Tide. I'll let Gus sit alone on that Texas island. Lone wolf, motherfucker. There's the island. Well, uh, you know, once again, uh, speaking of Texas and Alabama, for that matter, um, those are two states known for their barbecue. And this portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for PandemicSauceCompany.com. All right, your Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders traveling to Mizzou. Mizzou's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 56-and-a-half. Yeah, Middle Tennessee didn't look great last week, but neither did Missouri. They played South Dakota, and, and I didn't watch the game, but just reading about it, it wasn't very impressive. I think they won by 20. Um, but South Dakota is a D2 school, if I'm not mistaken. They're FCS, and I don't think they're a very good FCS team. Maybe they are. I know North Dakota State is, but I don't think South Dakota is at all. Um, so this gives me a little bit of pause, even though Middle Tennessee is fucking garbage. The one thing Middle Tennessee does have going for them is they are a um, uh, fast-paced offense, right? High octane. They like to get. They like to move fast. You know, it'll probably reminds you a little bit of Tennessee um, against Alabama. That didn't work. Against Missouri, it might work a little bit. It might work enough to where they only lose by two touchdowns and not almost three. So I'm going to go crazy here, and I'm going to go ahead and take the Blue Raiders, Middle Tennessee State. So um, I can answer that question. Did a little research on this game. Why did their second half, uh, was it so pedestrian, you say? Because Drinkovic uh, was trying out two QBs. Um, He tried out Brady Cook in the first half, and he did really well. And then their offense totally sputtered when he was going uh, with this guy named Horn. Um, and I don't even think he tried the uh, 
the the guy Garcia, but basically uh, this week or the other day, Trinkovich decided that uh, he's going to roll with Brady Cook. Um, at least he's going to be the now the new starter starter alone. Um, but this is a heavy number. I mean, twenty and a hook. I don't know anything about Missouri, and you know, and they they weren't like and like and like we pointed out. So I guess let's see how Brady Cook handles an entire game. But I just uh, SEC has been a little too inconsistent. So I'm going to take Middle Tennessee State. I think uh, Missouri is going to win, but it's probably going to be closer. Yeah, the, the only thing I have to add is North Dakota State's good, and so is South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. South Dakota, the Coyotes are terrible. Nope. Um, but uh, cousin Bailey, with your deep research, you sold me, so I'm going to take uh, Mizzou. Oh, <laughs> you took you took uh, Middle <laughs> Tennessee State. Fuck it. Uh, I'm going to take Mizzou. Why not? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I know I justified why Missouri should probably do well, and then I went meh. Yeah, rope a dope. The way you I described it, I thought you took them, and then I was well. Like, I had it written. I had it written down that I was taking Missouri, and then I was just like, as the more we were talking about South Dakota, I was like, oh god, why would yeah, I do this to myself? I knew South Dakota State was a jackrabbits. So I had to look up coyotes for jackrabbits. South Dakota, but yeah, I'll take uh, Mizzou. Why not? Why not? Enjoy that island. Yeah. I'll take uh Tennessee. Uh just real quick, I, I know it's uh Malt's turn, but uh we're we're gonna have to breeze by the grambling at LSU, but I wanna know if you guys wanted to just talk for a, like a second about LSU FSU. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, I, I wanna hear I, what you have to say. I wanted to. So this reminded me of so being like a you know raised Notre Dame fan and still rooting for them. It's like the quintessential Brian Kelly type performance. It's like he had Notre Dame respectable. They would generally win the games they should, but it felt like if the talent was equal or they were a little bit behind, he just always seemed to underperform. It was, you know, and it's just like maybe that's who he is. I don't know. I mean, this, there are worse things to be. Um, but it was just they looked very they looked like us they looked very unprepared um florida state i think i mean that kid everyone they got out of the portal seemed to be an a fucking stud um whether or not that's sustainable is another question because that's kind of what mullen tried to do is he tried to you know make up for his talk horrible personality as a recruiter and just a complete weirdo um <laughs> Like, did you did you all watch Swamp Kings? Yes, I've seen the first two episodes. I haven't seen the last two. Did you but, see the oh, one no. where he was in the the in the locker room and like punching the floor? Remember yeah. that scene? Yeah, I was like, what is? It looked so weird. It was like anyway. I didn't understand what he was doing. Yeah, and the guys looked all Kelly? like, no, no, uh, uh, Mullen. Mullen. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's the third season or the third episode. Um. But yeah, those those are my thoughts. It was just like, yeah, that it's still kind of Brian Kelly. He's like, you know, he's he'll get you to ten wins, which yeah. is not the end of the world. But I don't think that's what LSU wants. Can I ask you a quick question? Um, so 
not having any real knowledge of Notre Dame, like, did they ever have a talent issue under Brian Kelly? Was talent ever an issue? Because I know they have higher ex- academic standards. I mean, they had a talent issue in the fact that they they were solidly between like the seventh and twentieth most talented team every year, but they could never get to the top five. But I mean, so now he's going to have that top five talent. Correct. And we're going to see what he can do with that. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll be quick on this anyway, because I, to be quite honest with you, I uh, I went to bed like early in the third quarter. I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm not watching this shit anymore. Yeah. Um, because S- uh, because FSU plays in the ACC and their only real opponents outside of the ACC are LSU and Florida, which they already beat LSU. I think they'll probably beat Florida, unfortunately. But you never know. They are going to the college football playoff this year because they're going to win every one of their fucking games. Because, yep. I mean, Clemson looked like complete shit, complete dog shit. So, I, like, I, they're not going to – They're Clemson's not going to beat Florida State. So, I think they're going to go to the, the college football playoff this year, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a that's a dark, dark timeline. I don't know if it's darker than Georgia winning two national championships, but it's getting there. Georgia um, I mean, plays I think, at FSU for the national championship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's the darkest timeline, and I think we're headed in that direction because I, I, I posted something innocent on Twitter a couple of years ago that, like, if all my – I wouldn't care if all my teams sucked ass as long as the Gators and, then you know, like, made it back to the to prominence. And the exact opposite's happening because, like, all the teams I like are doing well except – for Florida. So we are in a dark timeline, folks. I'm fully expecting that. What other team do we hate? Tennessee? Is it possible for yeah, no, Georgia and Tennessee? No, that's not really possible. I guess it is, right? Yeah. Georgia, Tennessee, Florida State. Let, if yeah, let's say Georgia, Tennessee each win all their Whoever games. Wins, one the of them one, loses. Yeah, they don't the make the they won't make the, the SEC title game. So that one team that team with one loss will be in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Is it With Ohio is it, State? <laughs> yeah. Ohio State, there it is. All right. That's Gross. the uh the god. Quit. That's the kill cousin Bailey final four right there. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I'm I'm it was it was hard to watch. I I, I loved the first half because both teams looked like they were screwing up and you know they were scoring you know they each scored 17 points but they're making bonehead mistakes and throwing interceptions, turnovers, you know, muff punts and so forth, not scoring inside the five. It was just, it was, it was kind of nice to see. I was like, Oh, maybe a lot of teams are shaking out the cobwebs and then Florida state just exploded in the second half. And that was really, really hard to watch. So uh, let's just say that is, yeah, we're in a really terrible spot. So sorry for interrupting there. Uh, Malt liquor, please continue. So we got Arizona and Mississippi state. Um, Arizona whooped up on Northern Arizona, um, 38 to three Mississippi state last week. I'm sure they beat some bullshit team. Yeah. Southeast Louisiana by a similar score. Um, interesting, uh, sort of matchup here. Um, I mean, is anyone from Arizona going to go to Starkville? I don't know. I didn't. I just probably stop somewhere else on the way that looks better. 
But um, but I, I like Arizona's coach. I heard him on an interview. He's a Florida grad. Um, you know, he seems very enthusiastic. I think this is a game that they're going to care about more than Mississippi State. So for that reason, I'll take the number. And I wouldn't be surprised if they won this outright. So I'm going Wildcats. Yeah. I like Jed Fish, too. He's got a pretty good track record being an assistant coach. Uh, I I didn't hear any of his interviews this year. I heard a couple last year. I mean, he did. It sounded good what was coming out of his mouth about building culture and everything else and this and that. I mean, it's it's coaches speak, but I don't know. From him, it just seemed genuine. I don't know why. And this is before I knew he was a Florida grad. So the thing, though, is Mississippi State. I don't have any faith with them with their defensive coordinator now being their coach, but they still have Will Rogers. Um, but I think the offense changed. I don't think it's the same air raid that they had before. I could be wrong, but don't hold me to that. So I, I really don't know. I don't know, man. Like this is a tough, this is a tough, tough, tough game to pick. I get, I'll go Arizona here. I think maybe what Malt was saying was, uh, you know, it means more. And, you know, Mississippi State's always good for a couple letdowns a year, right? This might be one of them, so. Yep. Last week, uh, Will Rogers threw for, you know, 227, and they beat Southeastern Louisiana 48-7. to But they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter against Southeastern Louisiana. So that sounds like they kind of wore them down. I don't really, since I didn't watch the game and didn't do any research, that's the way I'm getting from it. Um they blocked a punt that was returned for a touchdown. And then he had a 53 yard run for a touchdown. So that made up 14 of those points. They still beat Southeastern Louisiana fairly handily, but that's a lot of points and kind of two fluky kind of plays to get 14. Uh, what I'm getting at is Arizona being a, you know, a power five team. Uh, they are, uh, you know, I, I I'm just going to, I'm going to join the pack here. I think Mississippi State can win this game, absolutely. But I think the numbers low, kind of showing that, you know, this is, I mean, I don't know, nine and a half isn't terribly low, but uh, I think Arizona is going to put up a, a huge fight in this one. May outright win, but I'm definitely going to take them to beat the spread. Definitely taking the Wildcats. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, so, so before we get to the next game, I, I just had to bring up something. Uh-huh. Do any of you know where Emory Jones is playing this year? It's nope. not Arizona State because our no. other, our other the guy the yeah. freshman that we flamed out with Rashad uh, is he like with Nevada or something? He is at right. Cincinnati. Cincinnati uh, is he actually playing? He yeah he started he threw for three hundred and forty five yards. Do you wow. know who caught one hundred and forty nine of those yards from Emory Jones? Another Gator. Oh right. Uh, ex Xavier Henderson. Yeah. Oh. So, and you know, uh, Whittemore's brother, who you know we didn't want anymore, he had a great, great day too. He did for was Mississippi State. Yeah, right? Mississippi State. Yep. yep. So, yeah, we, we, you have to be like white, slower than me, and have a knee brace to be featured in our offensive passing game. That's crazy. clearly, I mean, definitely because of the damn, uh, that Odom. tight end. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Auburn, in Auburn. Auburn, the Auburn's traveling to California. 
two of my least favorite places. I'm just kidding. California used to be nice. Um, 10:30 game, Pac Pac 12 after dark. I think Cal is actually switching to the ACC maybe as soon as next year. So that's kind of fun. ACC is going to be spread out on both coasts. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, uh, I, 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 again, underestimated Auburn. Uh, they beat uh, UMass last week, 59 to 14. Hugh Freeze team looked pretty good. Um, and then if I'm not mistaken, Cal beat up on, uh, North Texas, 58 to 21. Cal is a six and a half point home underdog with a 56 and a half point over under. Um, I think basically what they're saying is this could be a, a decently high scoring affair. Um, I think the game is going to be closer than six and a half. So I'm going to take Cal. I think Auburn has the firepower to win the game, but California looks, you know, and, and also it's a, it's a, you know, you're traveling across country. Who knows what can happen? Um, it's smart of them to have a warm up game before traveling across country. Strickland. Anyways, uh, I say uh, I'll take Cal, but I think Auburn's probably going to win. I think it's closer than six and a half. So uh, Auburn last week, as you said, they whooped up on the shitty Minutemen from Massachusetts. Now they're going to the other uh, left coast and uh, Berkeley. Uh, Cal beat the Mean Green from North Texas last week. Um, I looked at Cal. They've been just kind of mad for the last seven years. They've got this guy, Justin Wilcox, who's their head coach. And he's been there for all seven years, which is sort of like kind of an indictment where it's just like, you know, your school doesn't care about football and uh, probably because it like represents the patriarchy or something like that. So we can look forward to that for floor as Florida fans uh, going forward. No, I doubt it. We, we got Ben Sass now, so the next hire will be good. Um, nice. But uh, I'm a little bit worried about Hugh because, you know, I think, uh, where he's used to getting hookers, it's like you know what you're getting when you order it, right? You're getting – there are no surprises, right? But in Berkeley, I mean, he could be fucking thrown for a loop because who knows what's going to what's gonna be underneath that skirt, right? Um, he needs to slip on Viagra like that, yeah. that guy that's doing on his dates just in case. Yeah. Or do the old Paul Hogan uh, under 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 this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. With respect to this game, I I kind of uh, like a sheep. I fuck it. I I can't not root hard against Cal in this game, so I'm going to lay the points and take the road favorite Auburn, Crooked Hugh. It's a new day in Auburn on the plains. We're gonna. And uh, we're going to roll over and 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 turn things around quickly. The quarterback looked pretty good. Um, you know, he had some talent last year. I just felt like they had no coaching. Um, but uh, I like Auburn. Speaking of questionable Auburn quarterbacks, did you all see TJ Finley like go off last week for? Um, yeah. Who does right. he play for now? Someone. I... It was some big upset, and he threw for like shit ton of yards. I, I just saw somewhere that a lot of Harson's guys kind of went off on Saturday. Texas State. Yeah. 
and they beat somebody. Uh, oh, Texas State beats um, Baylor, I think. Right? Baylor, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So he's an armadillo. Uh, Come on, no, Dillos. Texas State is the Bobcats. Wow, but wasn't in necessary roughness. Wasn't that Texas State? Texas State, I think, was. Uh, so I think there's two reasons why Auburn will win this game. You're right. They were the fighting armadillos, Texas yeah. State. Yeah. So was that a made-up school? I'm confused. Well, necessary roughness. Remember the movie? Yeah, I know. But why would yeah. why wouldn't they just be the Texas State Bobcats? I, don't I think know. they had to make it up. I'm or did Texas State yeah. not have football? Maybe well, they, they were also more similarly. They, I mean, they were green, like North, like North Texas. Yeah, the mean green. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a crazy world. No, they began in 1904. I don't know. Well, by God, it's a different Texas state. But uh, yeah, I, I think for two reasons, Auburn is going to win this game. Uh, the first is Hugh may get one of those hookers he wasn't expecting. But I think it'll rock his world and get his mind right. Uh, nothing like a little uh, pink in the stink <laughs> while you're getting jerked off. Uh, yeah. So wait, what? Oh uh, no, he will love that. Maybe he'll go back in a hospital bed because of it, but he'll still coach, and it'll be good for him. Um, Cal Golden Bears malt going back where you say they've been pedestrian under under Wilcox's seven year reign. Um. Their last three years, they're ten and eighteen. Mm-hmm. They're not a good team. Um, they beat what? Would you say Texas State, right? So, like, whatever. It's it's they beat they beat a nobody, and they probably should have done that. So, I think Auburn's gonna win. Probably win pretty yeah, big here by at least two scores. How about our producer? I will take Auburn, Mister California, out on an island. Well, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, share this episode with your friends. Uh, any last thoughts, fellas? Yeah, I just have a couple. Uh, well, it's basically one. I'll be out next week. Have we secured a guest host yet or no? No. No? Okay. Didn't know if maybe someone was coming back for a special appearance. I, I, I... I, I'm trying, but I okay. have to approach that very gently with him. He's a delicate okay. soul. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be in, I'll be in Scotland. Uh, Aye, Scotland. Not really watching football, unfortunately. Um, or playing golf. So I love, I love those two things. But the other thing I love is scotch, and I'll be drinking a fuck ton of it. Hell so, yeah! Uh, I will be, I'll be over in Scotland, and I'll. Uh, Talk to you guys next week and don't miss out on a soon to be released, hopefully, um, automatic rewind, myself and cousin Bailey reviewing a certain movie. Um, but uh, our whole catalog is uh, fantastic. You can go ahead and speak to that if you want, cuz. Yeah, uh, we have covered five or six movies from all different genres. Um Epics, comedies, action adventure. Uh, now we're entering the realm of straight first blockbuster this week, or well, when it comes out, uh, the first blockbuster, I'd say, 
1975 classic Jaws. It's also a hell of a book by Peter Benchley. But uh, how about uh, Mount Licka? What you got going on? Well, I'm I'm doing a little bit of traveling too. I'll be back in time for our next episode, but I'm going to friendly Minneapolis this weekend to uh, watch the Buccaneers open on the road against the Vikings. Uh, going to be catching a Twins game as well at Target Field, but looking forward oh, yeah. looking forward to that trip. Get out of the heat a little bit more, and uh, going to uh, definitely make a visit to George Floyd Square. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to leave any, what sort of flowers you want me to leave, but I'm happy to take requests on that front, but that's going to be a a big moment for me. So no MLS game. Um, there is a move to go see that on Saturday night. Honestly, I'm probably not going to do that, but, (laughs) um, because I feel like Saturday is going to be a long day already. And to watch MLS, yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. How about how about our producer? Uh, nope. I'm good. I have nothing. No, not going anywhere. Just enjoying the weather oh. starting to finally cool off here. So you know, it was a brisk 98 degrees today. Yeah. So. Starting to dry heat. does sound cool. Dry heat. Dry heat. Well, yeah. So remember, automatic rewind. You can find that on any of your platforms as well with Gus and me, Cousin Bailey. Any last thoughts there, Malt? Feel like I interrupted you. No. Perfect. Well, enjoy Minneapolis. Uh, so for Malt Liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. Riffick, I am Cousin Bailey saying, go Gators and go get drunk. Go Gators, eh? Go Gators.